Well, good evening, my brothers and sisters. Um, it is good to be in the house of the Lord, amen? It is a standard saying, but it, it is good to be in the house of the Lord. Um, it's, it's really good to be in the fellowship with uh, brothers and sisters, with people who believe, with people who are um, sharpened in the same way. Amen? Amen, amen. Not to say that you can have good conversations with people outside, but you're never going to have the same relationship, the same feelings. Um, as I walked into, brothers were sitting there. I haven't seen them in a while. They're serving our youth faithfully uh, to older brothers, and they're there um, to help us, to usher, to you know, help people find things. And it's so good to see you know, the seasoned older brothers serving the youth. They're here, they're, they're young in their souls, and they're saying basically, you know, we're here to support you. God bless you. Oleg, it's also good to see you here. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming your project went well. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Uh, my friends, we are in the series. We're in the series that is called Spiritual Warfare. Um, and uh, armor of God is the correct answer, uh, but I, I like to call it spiritual warfare because this is what it is, and this is what um, we are in, um, spiritual warfare. Um, I'll ask the people, Tanya and Victor, to help us. I have only a few slides, but I think they will help us to visualize. And we started off with... Um, I think this is a good time to talk about spiritual warfare, taking into consideration everything that is going around us. You know, a few days ago, um, a, a few brothers, and including myself, decided to go on a hike. We got up really early um, at 4 a.m. I mean, it's early for me, I don't know. Uh, and we were set to go hike to see the sunrise, take good pictures, you know, the whole, the whole deal, the whole package. Um, and uh, we got up, we um, met, we went, we came there, and the first discouragement was that the trail was closed. Oh, they closed everything off with the fence, and we're like, you know, should we jump the fence? No, what if something happens? You know, <laughs> we're not going to be able to even call because <laughs> we're not supposed to be there. So we're like, nah, let's turn around. Let's find a different hike. We went to a different place. You know, the sunrise already happened. Um, we went to a different place, and uh, we finally got on the trail. We're hiking. Um, we got all the way to the middle of the, I think it was the middle, to the middle of the mountain, and then we just died. <laughs> we couldn't go any further. You know, we, we were just exhausted, some of us at least. And uh, we decided it's a good idea to turn around <laughs> and go back. As long as we make it down, um, let's call it a day. Um, maybe it didn't help that we were um, not arguing, but debating all the way up. And, uh, you know, very... Um, openly, loudly <laughs> expressing 
Um, and we had a good conversations, but I think that didn't help with uh, Ascend, you know, and that exhausted us a little bit. Uh, all in all, it was a good, um, good day, good morning. Uh, we were home um, early, but um, when we uh, decided that we're going to go on the hike next time, we decided we're going to get in shape before that. It's always a good thing to be in shape when you're attempting something like that. And we're talking about spiritual warfare. And um, spiritual warfare, you have to be either in shape or you have to have a plan to be victorious in this warfare. And the first very important realization that we have to realize, when we step into the, on the path of Christianity... This is not a playground. This is a battlefield. And it, it, it is a real battlefield. A lot of people, including myself, don't fully realize that when um, getting baptized, for example. You know, when, we're getting, when I was getting baptized, I didn't quite fully understand that um, the reality of the, of the warfare, the reality of everyday living as a Christian, um, and uh, it's important to talk about it. It's important to understand what we're getting into, right? Because we are living in uh, every day. The Bible says we're um, looking at Ephesians 6. The Bible says that, um, therefore take up the full armor of God, that's verse 13, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. What is that evil day? Do you know? When is that evil day? Is that one day? I'm going to tell you, that's every day. Every day we're faced with choices, with decisions, with battles, um, with our own flesh, and more than that, with battles, um, we battle the enemy. And we'll look into that. We started the series with... Um, the first person that was preaching was Alex Lebedianik. He covered, he gave us introduction. And he stressed the point that you should not be relying on your feelings. Do you remember that? Anyone remember that? That you can be feeling great today, but besides the point, tomorrow you might be feeling very down. Uh, but that should not be our gauge, how we gauge our walk with Christ, our walk with God. It's one of the points uh, he clearly stressed out. He stressed out the fact that um, this warfare can be happening in your family. This warfare for you can be happening with your parents, with the decisions that you make to be obedient to your parents or to disobey. Maybe for you, this is where the battlefield today is. And you need to make the right decision. And you need to conquer the enemy. The enemy is not in your household. Don't be deceived. Because Paul clearly says that our struggle is not against flesh, flesh and blood. Our struggle is against spiritual forces. And it is one of the tactics of the devil. And then we had, we talked about the belt, the three B's. The belt, the breastplate, and the boots. Because remember that Stan was here and he was talking about the belt that the Roman soldiers had this huge tunic that needed to be wrapped, picked up 
and wrapped, um, girded with the belt, wrapped up with the belt, so it's not getting in the way. And this belt of truth is when we walk in truth, we are not tripped over the things um, and we are able to freely walk. Because what happens when we live a life uh, that is not sincere, that is not honest, when there's lies, eventually that will be our, an obstacle in our path. And we will trip and fall in our spiritual walk. It is so important to be girded with this belt of truth. To be truthful in everything we do and in everything we say. A very convicting uh, sermon, Mark. Thank you for uh, speaking on deadlines. Um, I repent. <laughs> um, yes, uh, very good. Thank you. Thank you for raising that up. Um, being girded with the belt of truth. And Dennis Shokin was talking about uh, being outfitted or putting on the breastplate of righteousness. The righteousness of Christ. That um, it is his righteousness that gives us the protection, that gives, that protects our heart, protects the most essential um, and vital organ that we have, the thoughts, um, our mind. Um, it is the heart, our will. Um, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, who is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died for us and we received his righteousness in place of our fallen nature, in place of my sins, in place of my shortcomings, I received the righteousness of Christ. It is essential that I put that on daily um, and wear that as a protection from the attacks of the enemy. The, uh, Andre uh, beautifully shared um, about the boots, about the shoes, that the Roman soldiers uh, were. And he was talking about, um, he drew an interesting parallel. He was talking about the humanistic gospel that is today in the world. And he was talking and bringing an example from the Old Testament where Israel was fighting or gathered themselves to fight against Israel, against their own brothers, the Benjamin, the smaller tribe, because they did something horrible in their eyes that was not acceptable. They went out and they fought and they killed almost everyone except for 600 men. Um, and uh, the whole story behind that. But the reality of that was that everyone was guilty. Everyone did what was right in their own sight. And when people do what is right in their own sight, they always get it wrong. Believe it or not, they always get it wrong. We always get it wrong when we do what is right in my own side. Because in the person that is standing next to me, that might not be right. His truth is different. And the person that is in front of me, his truth is different as well. From mine and from everybody else's. And that's why it is so crucial to be, to have the righteousness or the gospel of Jesus Christ. To have the ultimate truth um, as our guidance. Only God is a just God and only His, um, only His 
wisdom and his knowledge and his understanding can give us the right guide to walk in this life. So this is, the, this is what we covered so far. We're moving into a second phase. And the second phase, um, or the second three uh, points that we will cover is the shield, uh, the salvation, and the sword. So the first three, bees are belt, breastplate, and boots. The second three are going to be the shield, the salvation, and the sword. And today, the topic is the shield of faith. You know, it is very interesting that um, not a lot of sermons in our, in our church and, I don't know, other churches, but we're not often talking, we, we don't talk about that often, we don't talk about the devil, we don't talk about the enemy and the schemes of the enemy. And uh, this is exactly what Paul is talking about. He's talking about that uh, this is, the enemy is serious. He calls him the adversary. And uh, he says that he actually has, verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And uh, if, you, if we look into the original, the schemes is the methods that devil or the adversary or the enemy is using to attack Christians. And you're, you can say, wait, 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 Dennis, what kind of methods are you talking about? Devil doesn't have any methods. He's, you know, he's this, uh, he is powerless. You know, Jesus already did everything and, and we're good. And while that is the truth, the devil still is out in the world roaring as a roaring lion. The Bible says he is as a roaring lion. In fact, devil is, and his, um, Demons can be in a church today, right now. In fact, uh, it is the spiritual battle is so real that right now, as I speak, devil or the you might be tempted through your phone, you might be tempted through someone or something that is distracting you from the message, from the truth, from the gospel of truth. And this is not something that the preachers made up. This is what the Bible is teaching the devil has his methods and the, his methods are very fine-tuned and he knows how to take your mind off of the word and into something else so you lose the salvation the gospel of salvation the gospel that can set you free in whatever struggle you're in and today that is why it is important to know the methods that the enemy is using um, today. The devil is praising ignorant Christians. And we need to study his methods through the Bible. The Bible talks a lot about the methods that uh, the enemy is using. If you open up, if you search in your Bible app, you will find a lot. If you just uh, put in adversary, devil, Satan, demons, you will be surprised how many verses, how much Bible talks about um, this sphere. And uh, what is most interestingly is that the media portrays the devil in two different ways. They either laugh and show it as a, this little red demon that jumps from shoulder to shoulder and, and whispers something in people's ears and, you know, ha ha ha. Or it is through horror movies, 
through um, this exaggerated, very exaggerated form that the media shows uh, the devil, the Satan, and people don't take him seriously. And this is exactly what he likes. He doesn't want to be exposed. He doesn't like to be exposed. He wants people to not take him seriously. Because he doesn't like to be, like I said, exposed. And this is exactly what Paul is goals, the Paul's goal is in chapter 6, verse 10, um, he exposes, exposes the devil and his methods. He exposes the reality of the spiritual warfare. Um, and if we would do a little quiz, can you name in your life just a few tactics, the few methods that the devil is using um, to distract you, to discourage you, to uh, defeat you. Just in your personal life, think about the methods that he's been using to put you on your knees in a spiritual sense. And I'm sure you can find uh, more than one or two He's using uh, his schemes to create chaos. You know, he's been doing that for a long time. He's been doing that for hundreds and hundreds of years. I'm not really good at math. I'm, I'm horrible at math. I, I, I passed pre-calculus, but that's just by the mercy of God. <laughs> um, I am not a good mathematician. I'm not a mathematician, let's just say that, period. But if I would do uh, math... Let's say for 100 years. Do you think I would get better? I think I would get pretty good at math for 100 years, right? Uh, what about if I would do math for 1,000 years? I think I would be maybe one of the best. At least that's what I like to do. Think of, of myself, right? If you're doing something for a long time, for long enough, you get good at it. Well, picture this, that Satan been around for thousands of years. And he knows exactly the weaknesses that people have. He knows exactly your weakness. And he knows exactly how to defeat you. He's been studying you since you were born. Your habits, your likes, your weak spots. He's a master of that. But this should not discourage you. This should not discourage you because Paul says in verse 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And this is the key, that it is not my strength that defeats the devil, that protects me from the devil. It is the Lord's strength. Be strong in the Lord. Don't be... Don't, don't, don't be fooled thinking that I have to be in this spiritual shape to resist the devil. The reality is we cannot resist the devil. He is so powerful and so strong that it is far beyond our even possibility to defeat him on our own. We're no match to him. The only match to him is the blood of Jesus Christ, is Jesus Christ himself. 
That's why Paul says, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And he calls on us and he says, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. My brother and sister, as, as much as I would like to picture myself and you probably as well as this strong warrior, as in slide two, um, that is so strong and powerful. Um, in fact, we are, the Bible calls us sheep. The Bible calls us sheep. We are sheep of his flock. Have you seen a strong, powerful sheep? Have you seen a sheep that is roaring? I mean, you, you see that sheep and you're scared. You're, you're like running away. That's, that's a scary sheep. Uh, no, I've never seen a scary sheep. You know, they're, they're very... I mean, you want to pet them. You, you, the sheep are not created to scare somebody. The sheep are, in fact, are, are weak, vulnerable. The sheep are somewhat dumb. They're not that smart. People don't take sheep to the circus and they train and, and, and people don't come to the circus and they say, hey, look at this trained sheep that we have. I, I never seen that. But sheep are meant to be guided by, that's right, a shepherd. They're meant to be guided. They're meant to be protected. And my dear friend, the only way we are able to withstand and to be strong and to be undefeatable is if we put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. It is his armor. It is his protection that protects us from this powerful enemy that we cannot, cannot defeat. And you know, if you still, um, sometimes we have this understanding of the enemy that um, he's, you know, really scary. Um, and, uh, um, and he is, and he is uh, scary in a way. Um, because the Satan, um, the Satan has no conscience, no, no compassion, no remorse, no moral. He feeds in pain, anguish, and filth. Um, Kent Hugh said those words. And that is true. He doesn't have, um, he doesn't feel bad if you fail. But the good news is that we have our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a savior. We have somebody who is on our side. We have that shepherd that is able uh, to protect us. And the protection comes in uh, different forms. And today we're gonna be talking about the form of protection that God provides in his armor. And it is a shield of faith. The shield of faith, um, if we look historically, if we look at the shields that um, the Roman soldiers had, 
In fact, if we go back a little bit, the reason Paul is using this imagery, he's using that because he is in a prison. He was in prison for two years in a, under a house arrest. And he was chained next to a Roman soldiers. He was basically handcuffed to this policeman, to, to a Roman soldier for two years. Can you imagine that? He had a good time. He had enough time to study his armor, to study everything that they were wearing. Um, and not only that, I'm sure. But he decides to use this as a visual aid for us to understand the spiritual truths. And don't be confused because it has nothing to do with the outside. It has nothing to do with the way somebody looks. It has nothing to do absolutely um, with the way people present themselves. You can look at somebody and think that he's such a strong person, an athlete that has won several athletic competitions, He's really good at his sport. But you don't know that he's so weak. And his weakness is when nobody sees him, is seeing him. His weakness is behind his computer or his phone or something else. The strength that we're talking about today is on the inside. It is who you are on the inside. It is what you have as your shield as your belt, as your helmet, the shoes and the sword, in your spiritual walk, in your everyday walk? What do you use to resist the devil, to defeat the devil, his schemes and his deceiving thoughts? Uh, That is what we're talking about. And that is what Paul was talking about in his letter. And so... Chained to the soldier, he uses this imagery and he says, uh, put on the full armor of God. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Two different shields that the Roman soldiers used. Uh, first shield was a small round shield that was strapped with um, a leather belt to his arm, probably left arm, if he had his sword in the right arm, and he would be using that in the close combat. Um, It's a more versatile shield that he would use. And then they had a bigger shield, about two by four, uh, that would cover most of his body. Um, And that's the shield that would be used um, uh, in the the more fierce battles when the enemy was um, on the walls, for example. And they would fire those uh, lighted lighted spears or, or... Uh, throw those lighted spears or the arrows. Um, And the purpose of those lighted arrows was to uh, set on fire, set the shield on fire, set on fire the city or something that the soldiers were carrying, the equipment they were carrying to to attack the city. 
uh, that was the purpose. So the shield was made covered either with leather um, or metal to help to extinguish those um, fiery, um, fiery arrows. Um, today in the spiritual world, speaking about spiritual um, arrows that the devil is using, I'm going to name a few and think about those, which ones are he's been effective with in your life or if you can relate to any of those. Uh, insults, um, thoughts about committing unforgivable sin, doubts, doubting salvation, doubting God's goodness um, is one of the devil's most effectual methods when we doubt God's goodness in our life. Defeating thoughts, discouragement, depression, fears, um, subtle curiosity, imaginations and exaggerations, feelings of hopelessness, guilt and shame, confusion, overly concerned about other people's reactions and opinions about me, mental anguish, stubbornness, unrealistic expectations, suspicions, um, which are something that... Um, speaks about a lack of trust in the Lord. And perhaps his most common method today is sensuality. Many people have sold their souls to live the lifestyle they enjoy. It is so prevalent today, prevalent today uh, that you see people of all kinds of uh, walks um, Excusing themselves, excusing, changing their theology to excuse their sensuality, their love, their lust, uh, and their sinful lifestyle. Hollywood movies and mainstream entertainment, especially popular shows, I believe are the main vehicle of this moral decline. Because through that, through music, particularly through music, which, as one of the preachers said, uh, that music is the back door to your soul. I could never understand when I was younger why my mom would tell me, Dennis, stop listening to this music because it is destructing, it is damaging your soul. I'm like, Mom, what are you talking about? It's just music. In reality, that's what it is. Music is the back door to your soul. If you're listening to something, the information you can filter. And you can say, oh no, this is, this is too radical, this is too, too strong for me, this is, this is not Christian. But the music, it's a good beat. It just comes in very nicely, smoothly, and you receive that through your back door, and that is what uh, can be damaging to the soul. Check your albums. Check your Spotify albums, check your Pandora, whatever you use. What kind of music you've been listening to? What kind of music for your soul, food for your soul, you've been treating yourself to? Maybe there is something um, to look at. You know, the movies today, I was reading a few days ago with Natasha, uh, my wife, we were reading an article, and it, uh, the article was saying that Today, the Hollywood, the, the movies, in order for the movie to, to get an award, the Grammy Award, 
it has to feature a gay scene. It has to positively show the relationship of a gay couple, lesbian, gay. Can you imagine that? The moral decline we came to? You cannot today watch a movie, a decent movie, without seeing homosexualism. They don't call it homosexualism, it's called gay. It was a good English word that was converted or hijacked. Um, but that's the reality. So it is the vehicle for this moral decline. Um, a lot of sexual content, over-sexualized. That's the first realization that people come to when they get married, that everything they thought of sex is totally out of context. It's not true. Because all they saw was in the movies. But the reality is different. The reality is so different that people get confused. And they say, this is... I don't know if I like this. We have to be, as a Christians, we have to take up the full armor of God. We have to be on the alert. Because devil is, this is his schemes. His schemes are very creative. He's not always this scary personality that we think. He can be very pleasing, very attractive, very influential person. And he most of the time uses that image. Attractive, influential, very nice. You're never going to tell that that is the devil. But that's exactly what the scripture says. It says that the enemy, uh, it says in Corinthians that for such men are false prophets, deceitful workers, discussing themselves as apostles of Christ, no wonder, for even Satan discusses himself as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians 11, 13, 14. As an angel of light, Satan masks himself as an angel of light. And that is one of his deceits. So we're talking about the putting on the full armor of God, a protection that we need to survive in this battle. Are you still with me? When we have the protection, when we have the armor of God, nothing can defeat us. No one can defeat us. That's the good news. Paul is affirming us in, chapter, in verses 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. He says, be strong. Put on the full armor of God. Stand firm. Take up the full armor of God. Stand firm. There's no, even a hint of discouragement. There's no even a hint of something saying that you can't do this. He says, be strong in the Lord. You are able to defeat him. You are able to expose his schemes and be strong when you put on the armor of God. When you have God on your side. There is no strength in you, my dear friend, my brother and sister, Maybe you're, you're taking baptism today. 
and you're committing your life to the Lord. Maybe you've been a Christian for the longest time. Um, it doesn't really matter. The truth is we all rely on the strength of our God to be victorious. The difference is some people realized that they are powerless, that they need to submit to God daily. And some people are still trying to find strength in their own will to be victorious. I'll save you some time, brother and sister. It is impossible. <laughs> it is impossible to be victorious by my own righteousness and by my own strength. I've realized some of these things when I, only when I had children, that I am powerless against the schemes of the devil. <laughs> I'm powerless against my own self and my self-righteousness worth nothing. If not for the grace of God, I am not even able to help myself, let alone my kids or somebody in my surroundings. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. And so when we talk about uh, the shield of faith, we talk about our personal faith and our trust in the Lord. And our faith does not grow by observation. Our faith grows by hearing the Word of God. When we listen to the Word of God, when we're exposed to the speaking Word of God, our faith grows. The more we're exposed to that Word, the more we soak that Word in, our faith grows because we understand, we come to the knowledge of who God is, of His power. That's the reason we read Ephesians chapter 1. It's a powerful book, powerful, powerful chapter, Ephesians chapter 1. And I, um, I encourage you, I encourage you to read through Ephesians 1 and highlight um, everything that it speaks of a Christian believer. It's a one long sentence, but nevertheless, it is so encouraging. It gives us so much encouragement and it speaks about God's heart towards a believer, his purpose, that he predestined us from the beginning of the world, that he lavished his grace on us. Ice bucket challenge, you've seen that? He lavished his grace on us. We're soaked with his grace and his mercy. He's so good. He's so merciful. His heart is full of compassion and he understands your struggle. He sees your struggle. And he says, my child, I have been there. I died for you. I have paid the price for you. I want you to be victorious. Don't rely on yourself. Put on my armor. Take up my shield. Take up the sword. Put on the shoes. Protect your mind with the helmet of salvation. Protect yourself. Don't be defeated anymore. Stop believing the lies of the enemy. Trust in the Lord, my dear friend. Trust in the Lord 
personally, not by not uh, a trust or not no preacher. Uh, no one can give this to you. No one can can pass this on to you until you and I develop that personal trust, that personal walk with Christ when we get up in the morning and we start the day with Him, when we trust, learn to trust Him. That's our personal faith. Another aspect of the shield is one faith, one big faith, a bigger picture. It is in Ephesians 4.4. Ephesians 4.4 says this, there is one body and one spirit just as also you were called in the hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. That's Ephesians 4, 5. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. And if you think of all those people that came before you and I, that walked this path before you and I, that completed this path and this challenge successfully, the people that have passed away or maybe are still living, your parents, your grandparents, that have done it successfully, that completed the race. If you think about those people and you compare that to the, to the humanistic gospel of this world, to the gospel of this world that says that we all came from a banana, a monkey, you name it, a millions of years of evolution and so on and so forth. And you understand that that doesn't add up. That doesn't add up. That my fathers, my grandfathers, they stood strong in their faith. They completed the race. They have finished this race. It is possible to do that in our time. They went through horrible um, Horrible times. My grandfather spent two and a half years in a, in a concentration camp in Siberia. Um, and he speaks of the miracles that God did at that time. When he was out in the cold for at least half an hour to an hour, uh, 50 degrees below, just in his pajamas. He says, typically, 10 minutes and you're dead. And God kept him safe. Um, you, you listen to that, you listen, and you understand that God is so powerful. God is so strong. God is so, um, I mean, He's everywhere. He's in everything. He's in my life, in front of me, behind me, around me. He surrounds me. He led people um, through all their life. Through all their life, and they, uh, today, are our witnesses. And it says one faith. So my personal faith and then the faith of the body of Christ. We are one body. We are believers. That's why the body of Christ is so essential. It's so important. This is why this fellowship is so important. To be here. To sit shoulder to shoulder with somebody who goes through the same things. And who can stand up and say, I know that God has helped me in this situation. I know that God led me through this situation. And he is so good. You know, I was preparing for this sermon. And uh, as, as I know and as I've been observing, 
and my wife can be um, a witness, that every time, and I'm sure the brothers that speak, preach, uh, can, with, um, can add to that as well, but every time you, you're getting ready to speak, uh, to expose the schemes of the devil, he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. Um, and one of our kids, uh, he was sick for the whole week with fever and um, just just not there. And um, I was praying, I was praying, praying against the, scheme, the schemes of the devil to be um, unsuccessful. Because you're not going to take my peace away. You're not going to take my confidence away. I will speak the truth of God. I will expose your plans towards the young people, towards the church. What is today in your life that has been maybe discouraging you and maybe been um, in your way of getting to know God, getting closer to Him? And I would like to finish this service with a prayer. And I would like to say that um, the Word of God is clear. The Word of God is clear that um, we need to be strong in the Lord. We are victorious when we are in the Lord. When we put on the full armor of God, we are able to stand firm, not to waver, uh, we're able to be victorious in, the, in those situations when we are tempted. We're able to be victorious. You can, right there in the middle of that temptation, you can drop on your knees and say, Lord, I am unable to do this by myself. I need your shield. I need right now your word so I can effectively defeat Satan against my feelings, against everything I'm hearing, I'm seeing. I need your strength right now. And I know that he is the only one who is able to help us. Even better, starting our day with the Lord and admitting on our knees and saying, Lord, I cannot go on through this day without your strength, without your wisdom and your power. And um, you will see that your day is going to be different. That your days will be victorious. When we admit our weakness and when, when we invite the Holy Spirit to be our guide through the day, it's not going to be easy. The promise is not that we are going to have an easy life, but we will be victorious. Amen? That's the end goal, victory in Jesus Christ. Because all the praise belongs to the one who suffered and died and rose again on the third day. He is not going to take, he's not going to give away his glory. And all the glory and honor and praise belongs to him. And our victory in our daily walk belongs to him. The praise belongs to him. That's why our victory is his victory. And his victory is my victory. And I can praise him and live with him and live for him. James writes, Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. 
In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 through 23, these are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand, uh, at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. Jesus is above all rule and authority, and he gave us the strength and power to be victorious. Through him we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. My brother and sister, this is for the believer. This is for the one who has the protection of Jesus Christ. This is the one who entered into the relationship with God through an open door, who is Jesus Christ. And if in your life you realize and you understand that there was no, that there was no moment of conversion, there was no moment when you surrendered, literally surrendered before Christ, and you said, Lord, I surrender to you, and I need to be, you, I need you to be my Lord and Savior. Um, I would like to pray with you. You can come out here, we can pray together, and this is the best time. This is the best time to do that. Uh, the best time is today, not tomorrow. For you, the best time to do this is today because the time is not in our hands. We're going to stand and finish the service with a prayer, with a prayer of faith, with a prayer of thanksgiving, and worship to God because He deserves the glory. Amen? Amen. Let's do that right now.